Today in Business from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy to use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60 day trial at shipstation.com slash tech news. That's shipstation.com slash tech news. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors, and add blocks. No custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Hey there, this is the Spoken Edition of Wired. Brought to you by Quip. Journalists are calling Quip the Tesla of toothbrushes because the Quip electric toothbrush was designed from the ground up with everything you need and nothing you don't. Quip's electric toothbrush has sensitive sonic vibrations with a built-in timer and 30-second pulses. Plus, a new brush head, floss refill, and toothpaste are delivered every three months to keep your brush fresh. Sets start at $25. Get your first refill free at getquip.com wired. Get Q-U-I-P dot com slash wired. Europe limits government by algorithm. The U.S., not so much. A Dutch court halted a program to identify people more likely to commit benefits fraud. Critics said it discriminated against immigrants and low-income residents. By Tom Simonite. One evening last June, residents from the Heerlenschlaus and Blumhof neighborhoods on the south side of Rotterdam in the Netherlands crowded into a community room at their local playground. Many wore headscarves, and some arrived after a protest march from a local mosque. The residents had assembled to learn more about a government system called Siri that had quietly flagged thousands of people in their low-income communities to investigators as more likely to commit benefits fraud. People were very, very angry, says Maureen Vanderplicht, an official with Union Federation FNV, which helped organize the meeting. On Wednesday, Vanderplicht and the concerned residents were planning a party. The District Court of The Hague shut down Siri, citing European human rights and data privacy laws. The case demonstrates how privacy regulations and human rights laws can rein in government use of automation. It's among several recent examples of European regulations limiting government programs that turn algorithms and artificial intelligence on citizens. In the U.S., however, such guardrails generally are lacking. Siri, 
for Systeme Risico Indicati, or System Risk Indicator, was created by the Dutch Ministry of Social Affairs in 2014 to identify people deemed to be at high risk of committing benefit fraud. Legislation passed by the Dutch Parliament allowed the system to compile 17 categories of government data, including tax records, land registry files, and vehicle registrations. Four cities used the tool, in each case pointing it only at specific neighborhoods with high numbers of low-income and immigrant residents. The Dutch government said Siri was necessary to help fight fraud. Civil society groups, suspicious of the project, began investigating the tool and talking with residents where it was used. Many were shocked to hear their neighborhoods were being targeted, and grassroots complaints began to grow. In 2018, a lawsuit by groups including the FNV Union Federation turned Siri into a test case for limits to algorithmic government, watched by privacy experts around the globe. The case won support from the United Nations Special Rapporteur for Human Rights, Philip Alston, who filed an amicus brief saying Siri posed significant potential threats to human rights, in particular for the poorest in society. On Wednesday, the Hague District Court agreed with that assessment, saying that it was legitimate for the government to use technology to address fraud, but that Siri was too invasive. By collating swaths of data on entire neighborhoods, the court said, Siri contravened the right to a private life guaranteed under European human rights law. The court's decision also said the program didn't fit with principles of transparency and minimizing data collection laid out in the EU's sweeping privacy law, GDPR, which took effect in 2018. It warned there was a risk the system might discriminate by connecting lower income or an immigrant background to a higher risk of fraud. The Dutch Ministry of Social Affairs said in a statement it would study the ruling but did not signal whether it would appeal. Christian van Veen, director of the Digital Welfare State and Human Rights Project at New York University School of Law, says the ruling is relevant beyond South Rotterdam. Because of its use of international human rights language and norms, this case will resonate beyond Dutch borders, he says. Van Veen says the Siri case will be particularly influential in Europe, where it may influence how other courts and countries interpret EU human rights law and GDPR. One of the main takeaways is that regulation matters and can actually change things, he says. The ruling against Siri comes on the heels of other examples of European courts and regulators putting the brakes on algorithmic efforts to boost government efficiency or oversight. In August, Sweden's Data Protection Authority fined a local agency more than $20,000 for a three-week test of a facial recognition system that logged each time a student entered a classroom. It was the country's first enforcement action under GDPR. In October, France's data protection regulator said schools should not use facial recognition to control who entered after receiving complaints about plans to test the technology at high schools in Nice and Marseille with support from the U.S. networking company Cisco. While European courts and regulators begin to impose limits on government use of AI and algorithms on citizens, U.S. residents have few protections. There's no federal data protection law equivalent to the GDPR, says Amos Toe, a senior researcher at Human Rights Watch in New York. Where such laws exist, he says, they often exempt government actions. Activists have scored successes by securing local bans on government use of facial recognition in a handful of cities, such as San Francisco and Cambridge, Massachusetts. Elsewhere, Toe says, regulatory oversight of the technology is a no-man's land.
In the absence of rules in the U.S., federal, state, and local governments all show increased interest in using algorithms and software that crunch citizens' data. It is often impossible for the public to know how they operate. In 2017, the U.S. Supreme Court declined to hear a case in which a man sentenced to six years in prison in Wisconsin sought access to the inner workings of the risk scoring software that had helped determine his sentence. Welfare automation systems, similar to the Netherlands Siri, are also appearing in the U.S. Last month, Michigan's Attorney General sought to block a lawsuit by people seeking compensation for errors made by a system intended to detect cases of unemployment insurance fraud. A spokesperson for the Attorney General's office said it supports compensation for people harmed, but does not think the courts are the appropriate venue to determine that compensation. Since 2016, child welfare investigations in Allegheny County in Pennsylvania, home to Pittsburgh, have been informed by a risk scoring system some experts have said may unfairly penalize some families. A spokesperson for Allegheny County Department of Human Services said an assessment by researchers at Stanford University found the tool helped staff better identify children who needed intervention and reduced racial disparities in case openings. California has a state privacy law inspired by GDPR that took effect at the start of 2020 and is seen as the tightest in the U.S., but it does not apply to government data use or collection. Nor does a similar privacy law under consideration by legislators in Washington state and backed by Microsoft. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working. The HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24/7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.